You're listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Well, Fred, how was your uh, your little musical last week? Okay, I see what you're doing. We missed one show because the hills are alive with the sound of music. The hills, and is all... that with Elsie uh, and Heidi? Are they beefing? Uh, Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton. Rolling down the 101, California, here we Fred, come. Fred, you're wrong. Yeah. The hills are alive with the sound of Dorama. Dang. Yeah. That's, the, that's the show I wish I would have sat in back row for. Yeah. Uh, I went. I uh, last Thursday we did not record the per- inside baseball. We were we record on Thursdays. Last Thursday I did not record the show because I I took the misses to uh, the sound of music here at uh, 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 the local um, theater. And how was that? Was it worth I missing t- the show? <sighs> it was poor time management. If yep. we're going to be honest, is That's- what it was. Look, yeah. Hey, you know what? My buddy Fred Slow calls me up and says, I scored these sweet seats, sweet seats to the sound of music. I say, hey, bro, no need to explain. Knock yourself out. What the local Albuquerque Journal needs is my review of, of, of theater that passes through town. Oh, you picked uh, up is, another job. I should. As it turns out, uh, I didn't actually know what the sound of music was. I thought I did, and I did not. I thought the sound of music, um, in all actuality, was uh, Mary Poppins. I thought Mary Poppins was the sound of music, but as it turns out, Mary Poppins is completely different. Mary Poppins is a story about a lady who becomes a nanny for a rich family, and the sound of music is about a lady who becomes the nanny for a rich family. Both played by Julie Andrews. I don't. I don't see how you can get those two two mixed up. No, I didn't know. Uh, but no, I, we, we went and we saw that. Uh, it's hard for me to sit in one place for a long time, and uh, so uh, I don't think I will see it again. Well, Fred, while you were out gallivanting gaily, uh, watching your your uh, your musicals and your Royal Rumbles, I've been up here trying not to die in the middle of this polar vortex. By the way, if you are listening to the show, you have survived the polar vortex. If not, rest in peace and thoughts and prayers. El Vortex stands for the vortex. That's Spanish for the vortex. <laughs> uh, how cold did it get down there in Albuquerque, Fred? Up oh, here gosh. In, in Detroit, um, it got down to negative 12 with a negative 40 wind chill. Did you uh, remember to share a meme on social media of how important it is to bring your dog inside? No, uh, but uh, there was plenty of that, yes. Uh, You know what there was a lot more of, Fred? I thought there'd be a lot more pictures of people posting the thermostat in their car. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. really, it was just a bunch of videos of people throwing um, um, uh, steam up into the air and watching it freeze. That was the big hotness, this polar vortex. So the hotness was steam. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I did not know I made a pun. Probably because I hate puns, so uh, good catch. 60 degrees today here in uh, beautiful and historic Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, founded in 1881 by Spanish conquistadors after they triumphantly overcame racism with murder. Right, and smallpox blankets, probably. And also, I don't know if any of that was true. Um, I'm going to guess it was, because I don't feel like looking it up, and I know it's not um, on the Oregon Trail. So 60 degrees today. Has January not been the longest year of a month ever? 
God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think I'm ready for a short month here. Um, but the great thing about February, Fred, um, in, is in Michigan. Is all the memes talking about how it's not fair that the shortest month is Black History Month. Uh, no, I think that's a, a valid gripe. I was going to say that oh. means there's only four months left of winter. So that's uh, very exciting. That's not that's not fair at all to everyone no. in the uh, in the polar vortex in the the polar vortex. But let me tell you something, Fred. Okay. Ooh, is that a wrestling reference you just made? Because I went to the Royal Rumble. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Let me when tell the polar you. vortex comes through town, is that what it is? Yeah. It, you, if you and I were a tag team, we would be the polar vortex. That's so hot. I call Vortex. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Fred. Let me tell you what the biggest controversy was with this whole polar vortex, okay? I'm ready. Yes, um, I can't, I'm riveted. As you may know, here in the Midwest, uh, we heat our homes mostly with natural gas in the mm-hmm. uh, developed areas. Right. Well, the very first day of the polar vortex, a large substation um, that held natural gas caught on fire. So our governor came out. And uh, the the electric company said, uh, "Hey, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, our brand new governor." Oh, con- welcome, welcome to office. Congrats. Her, she ran on uh, fix the damn roads. They said, "Governor, okay, we're going to need everybody to turn the thermostats down to sixty five degrees because we might run out of natural gas." Oh my God! <laughs> and let me tell you how pissed everybody got. Everybody got so mad, Fred. And this this, this shows you that, uh, you know, if we were alive in World War II, we would not have won. No. No. I, I refuse to give up my rubber. Right. In World War II, the reason the United States won is because even people who weren't fighting overseas were willing to make sacrifices. Our governor asked Govern- us. Government cheese? More like government these nuts. <laughs> got him. Our governor asked us. To temporarily turn our thermostat down three or four degrees, and people were ready to riot. So sweet. Yeah. But hey. That's so sweet. We we made it through, and uh, I think we're going to make it through the winter. I don't know. Unless we get another cold, polar cold vortex. Weather, cold weather activities, Mike. It's the polar vortex. It's negative 12. It's, 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 it's colder in uh, Michigan than it is uh, something something Roger Stone. Okay, right. so it's it's very cold. Yes. Now, uh, th- so we should expect a lot of babies nine months from now, right? Yes. Because like, there's see, Frank, nothing else going on. You pretend that you're not on Facebook, but yet you you weave every popular meme from the week into uh, into the conversation. Yes. Um, I am basic. I am basic. Yeah. Hear me roar. Basic Fred. Um, so let me ask you how you're feeling, Fred. Um, there's a big game coming up this Sunday, or if you're listening to us later, it, it's it's already happened. Congratulations to the Rams or Patriots. <laughs> that that old congratulations to the St. Louis Rams. And then, and then Mo moves his cup, and he's <laughs> like, "You know exactly what I'm talking about." It's the Simpsons, and he says, "The." Oakland Raiders, and you're like, God damn it, Fox, you're so smart and funny. So, Fred, so, I'm g- I want to get serious for a second, and I I'm want sorry. you to be 100 percent honest okay. with me. Okay. 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 We know that uh, you grew up in St. Louis, and uh, you grew up a Rams fan. Well, as yeah. uh, they they weren't in St. Louis your whole life, but they were in St. No. Louis through your formative years. Ninety five. Yeah. So you you've been a Rams fan. 
They moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. despite the city of uh, St. Louis uh, begging Stan Kroenke not mm. to move them. Right? Sort of. Sort of. I yeah. mean, the city themselves, no. Yeah. But the fan base, yes. Yes. So here they go. You know, St. Louis, it's a, it's a good Midwestern lunch pail salt of the earth town, much <sighs> like so Detroit. True. Yes, and we, we regularly celebrate Mark Twain. Well, is he from St. Louis? Hannibal, Missouri. Oh. Um, well, uh, big ups to Mark Twain. That's kind of He's kind of like our Eminem here in Detroit. Um, he, well, but but mean, you, lose your, hood. you lose your beloved uh, uh, football team, Fred. Yes. And uh, a couple of years later, all they do is make the Super Bowl. And I know that you've been rooting hard against the Rams all season. But I'm about to bless everybody here with some permissions, Fred. Okay. First of all, to the people who show up to Super Bowl parties and and, and they, they drop that old, I'm only here for the commercials. Ha, ha, ha. You know, they go around telling everyone they're only here for the commercials because, yes. they, you know, they don't want anyone to call them out for not knowing anything about football and only being there for the party. It's fine if you're only there for the party. Let's be honest. The Super Bowl is... Not really about football at all. It's about. I, w- I would say it has the least amount of rooting fans of right. all the games. Right. It's about twenty five percent about football, and that's that being generous. High. That seems very high. Yeah. It, yeah. It's um, know, the only five percent that really care about is the maroon five percent. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, because they hate Kaepernick because they're uh, performing at halftime. That's what it. Maroon means. five hates him. Well, that's what everyone everyone's blasting Maroon Five because uh, a bunch of uh, uh, Super Bowl acts turned down the invitation in support of uh, Colin Kaepernick and, and, and his cause. That's not real. I don't Who know. Who said that? Who's claimed to have turned down the Super Bowl? Name one person. Rihanna. No, no, no. There's a lot going on with Chris Brown. You may have heard. Hopefully, <laughs> she doesn't talk to Chris Brown anymore. Uh, but either way, Fred. I'm going to grant you the permission. If you have not watched football at all this year, you don't have to go around um, laughing, saying you're only there for the commercials like it's like it's some kind of cute quirk, okay? Just say you're there for the booze and the nacho dip, and you're there for the party, and you might catch the football game, but you might not. It, it's There's nothing more annoying than the fifth time someone tells you they're only there for the commercials. And your ignorance shines through once again, old man Parsons. What? This is the first time since probably 1999 stopped, since 2001, whenever the Rams faced the Patriots and I was rooting for the Rams, where I'm actually invested in the fucking game. I need New England to wipe the floor with St. Louis. Everyone in the country should unite for the New England Patriots and their world-dominating powers over the hated, treacherous, deceitful, ugly, gross, ill-competent, traitor, Benedict Arnold, did I already say ugly, piece of crap, stupid-looking, Sean McVay, everything I hate, worse than my first girlfriend that broke my heart, worse than if I was allergic to peanut butter, the the absolute worst thing in the whole world, L.A. Rams of Anaheim, Los Angeles, California. Let me, first of all, I just want to correct something that's factually inaccurate. Sean McVay is not ugly. He's a very handsome man. I hate how pretty he is. Uh, number two, um... 
you probably your heart was probably just as broken as uh, as as uh, uh, New Orleans fans uh, with that blown call that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. Am I correct in in that? I would say yes. Okay, number three. Isn't there a small, tiny, tiny little part of you, Fred? Little eleven-year-old Fred Slow, mm-hmm. six yeah. foot four, two hundred and twenty-pound, uh, eight-year-old Fred Slow. I remember him well. Talking to Fred Slow now, saying, "Let's vote. F- let's let's cheer for the Rams. They left, but it's not the players' fault. They're still the Rams that we watched in St. Louis, and uh, we should root for them to win." Is there a little part of you that kind of wants to root for the Rams to win the Super Bowl? Hello, did you did you die in the polar vortex? I can't zero percent of me is going to root for the Rams. Right, let me let me let me bless you. Let me bless you here with the permission. I think you should give yourself permission to forgive, to heal, and to root for the Rams because yes, you did get a somewhat dynasty, the greatest show on turf just kind of fell into your lap when the Rams moved to St. Louis and a few years later you had Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt but you also went through the pain of the lean years and the pain of uh, the owner up and leaving Mm -hmm. and I think Fred I think that if you want to root for the Rams and pretend that they're still in St. Louis you're not in St. Louis anymore Fred you're closer to the Rams now than you would be if you're in St. Louis if you want to, Fred, and this is only I know you're shaking your head, but this is this is only a decision that you can make between yourself and your God. If if you find yourself let's say the uh the, the Rams up upset I I'm I'm guessing the Patriots are favored. Let's say the Rams upset the Patriots and you find yourself feeling a little twinge of joy in your childlike heart that the Rams won, even though they're not your team anymore, I say you go with that and you allow yourself to forgive and you allow yourself to exhale. If the Rams win, I will kill myself. If you kill yourself, if you commit suicide, Fred, I'll fucking kill you. Sean McVay better watch out. Sean McVay is a very handsome man who's done nothing to you, Fred. If Sean McVay coached in St. Louis, you would love Sean McVay. I love Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil's not walking through that door anymore, Fred. Maybe Kurt Warner because he, you know, he hasn't done anything in a while. He might be walking through that door, but he's he, much too old to play football. He's doing the radio broadcast for Westwood One. That's what he's going to do, and that's what I'm going to be tuned into because I don't want to hear the beautiful, luxurious broadcasting styles of Tony Romo as he brings me a Rams victory. Ugh. It's Parsons and Slow, Sports Radio Detroit, AlienXRadio.com. Hi, this is Jason Pinkett from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Radio Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey Feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. Looking to reach new potential customers? SRD can help. We work with any size business and budget. Plus, 
Our amazing listener base grows every day. For more information on how your business can advertise with us, feel free to send us an email at sportsradiodet at gmail.com. That's sportsradiodet at gmail.com. SRD, Detroit's podcasting home. Hi, my name's Brian Pearson from Pearson's Peace on sportsradiodetroit.com and streaming live on kradiobroadcasting.com. You can listen to the show every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. and can be found on streaming services such as iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Fred, it's actually, I think it's actually a good thing that you scored hot tickets to the Sound of Music slash Mary Poppins last week because... Hey, I also went to the Royal Rumble this past weekend. Oh, You're burying the lead. Oh, you You're did? You're burying How the was lead that? here, Mike. So, uh, so you went from Thursday night... Uh, watching a musical to uh, over the weekend, watching a bunch of oiled up dudes uh, wrestle each other in spandex and ladies. Oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. Yeah, that's fine. Just as you are fully aware, and everyone who listens to the show, every April the WWE hosts the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, and WrestleMania has a main event, and obviously to crown the competitor in the main event, the only way to do that is to have 30 men face off against each other in a ring where only one man can stand triumphant at the end of the day, and that is done during the Royal freaking Rumble held this past weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, where me and a couple of my friends went, and had the time of our freaking lives, and, and there's no wall in Arizona, so other people came up and they had the time of their lives too there in Phoenix. Well, you know, other th- illegal people what, that one love make, wrestling. Yeah, right. Uh, one could make the argument, Fred, that uh, pro wrestling and yes. musical theater are very similar. I would make that. I would do that because some wrestlers sing. Yeah, like uh, didn't The, the Rock have a song once man. upon a time? Y- y- he did have a song, and it went a little something like this. What was the name of that song, Fred? <laughs> it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Ah, damn it. I was going to, it doesn't matter you, you son of a bitch. God, it was so much fun, man. Oh. There's nothing better than being like in your like mid-30s and enjoying the things that you enjoyed as a child, except now you can do them the way that you wanted to do them as a child. Yeah. And that's what I did this past weekend at the Royal freaking Rumble with my girlfriend and my best friend from St. Louis and my best drinking buddy. I just had so much freaking fun. Well, that's good. Um, but, you know, you know, musical theater and wrestling are very similar. Uh, they both uh, very well choreographed. Um, take a lot of skill, a lot yeah. of, lot of uh, storytelling. Both yes. are kind of gay. So, uh, you know, a lot of parallels there, Fred. 596,100 Royal Rumbles. Who won the Royal I, Rumble this year? The Royal Rumble, the, uh, tr- your champion of the Royal Rumble was Seth freaking Rollins. And that's earlier why I said Royal freaking Rumble. because uh, The guy from he, uh, Family Guy? That's okay. I don't really know where to start correcting that, but no, not the guy from Family Guy at all. We all know Seth that Rollins. The, we all know that the Royal Rumble was just a distraction from the piss poor deal that Donald Trump made to reopen the government. And I think the original point I was going to uh, start making five minutes ago was I that apologize. it's a good thing that we didn't have a show. 
because the very next day it would have been outdated because uh, on Friday afternoon, Donald Trump made a deal um, with the Democrats and uh, the House and the Senate to to do the state of the for the State of the Union address. He's going to give the State of the Union. He will do that. And he can do that, Fred, because um, the government has been reopened for three weeks. And I've got to say, if I'm a government employee uh, who, um, who who was hurting during the, the um, government shutdown, I'm not feeling great about the next three weeks because it's very possible that the next shutdown will happen again over a word. Donald Trump wants a wall. Nancy Pelosi is willing to give him Normandy fencing. But Donald Trump says, no, no, no. Don't call it fencing, call it a wall or GTFO. So the next government shutdown, Fred, may literally happen over a word. A word. Last Friday, like FAA, like like tow all right, so airports, right? Airports have they have like these uh like towers where people sit. Yes. And they like okay. And all the people that work in them, they're direct planes, they said we're just not going to show up anymore. And then the shutdown, the shutdown ended yes. <laughs> that yes. exact same day. Right. And uh, I, I had, I kind of had the feeling that once uh, the airplanes, once the airplanes um, couldn't fly anymore, that would get things going. Uh, but I also noticed that the government reopened just a few hours after one of the president's closest confidants. And I don't know what the hell kind of job he had within the uh, Trump campaign, but Roger Stone, known conspiracy theorist and wacko, uh, was arrested at his Florida home early Friday morning. And Friday the best after- kind of arrested, like busted down his door with a battering ram at four in the morning with Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson live tweeting it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I guess I guess CNN knew it was coming because uh, they were right outside the door, and of course, uh, a lot of conspiracy theorists thought that uh, CNN got Roger Stone arrested. They're um, interviewing the neighbor. It's four it's literally four thirty in the morning. And there's like a neighbor lady outside and like a she's got like a nightgown on and she's also has like a, a inner two like her index finger, middle finger, a cigarette, and then in her hand like a, a thing of scotch at four thirty in the morning. And you're like, what kind of neighborhood is this? Right. Like this is a this is a fucking weird neighborhood. Roger well, Stone. Oh yeah, and then so then Roger Stone. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, but come back to me. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's Florida. That's why it's a weird neighborhood. So then Roger Stone. So he goes to jail. So all right, first of all, he sleeps in a T-shirt that says uh, "Free Roger Stone," which is weird. <laughs> that's weird that that's what he sleeps in, but he does. So then he gets he gets arrested, but not. So he's like he's pissed, obviously. Goes to the, uh, uh, they throw him in the paddy wagon. He goes down to the courthouse and then here's some bail. Come back. Okay, cool. So instead of coming back, he goes home, calls CNN and is like, I would like to do an interview right fucking now. 
like the same day. So he goes to do this interview and they're, they're like, they're like, uh, Hey Roger, do you uh, see this one coming? And he's like, well, uh, friends that actually I hate go to rogerstone.com and donate me money. What really happened was they should have just called my lawyer and I could have put on a suit and I'd have gone down and got an actual decent mugshot and I'd have looked real good the way I should free Roger Stone, rogerstone.com. He must've said 25 times. Follow and then at the, at the real Roger Stone on Twitter. Yeah, look, for st- the blue, stone- look for the blue check mark. That's how you know it's me. Yeah. He said he said I was stone cold stunned that they came in through the door. So then at the end of the interview, I think the interview guy's name is uh, uh, George Costanza, and he's like he's like uh, he's like, hey, you know, this is pretty atypical. Thanks for making the time today, Roger. And Roger's like, and it's like nine p.m. at night East Coast, right? And Roger's like, uh, yeah, no problem, CNN. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but I had an early start to my day, so I'm actually kind of tired. And I'm like, oh god damn it! Like I'm back on Roger Stone's team, like he. Like, he's crazy, but you don't go to jail for being crazy. You know what? You know who was excited about Roger Stone getting arrested? Roger Stone. Roger Stone. Because, I mean, I I would almost think that Roger Stone called the police and CNN both. He's He's the martyr he wants to be. Yeah, so Roger Stone, he's like, all right, we bet we, uh, I'm going to call the police, uh, I've got my Roger Stone t-shirt. I'm going to call CNN. I'm going to call YouTube, and I'm going to have them all come out and be at my door at 4 a.m. because I want this documented. And I, I got to be honest, Fred, at this point, I have no freaking clue what's going on with this Russian investigation. No idea. All, no idea at all. All I know is Roger Stone has been batshit crazy for years. Um, the first time I thought Roger Stone was batshit crazy – uh, he's talking about how Hillary Clinton is not Bill Clinton's daughter, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Chelsea. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, that is actually true. Hillary Clinton uh, is not Bill Clinton's daughter. Um, he was talking about how Chelsea Clinton is not really Bill Clinton's daughter, and that it's Hillary. It's a weird name for you to forget, Chelsea. Yeah, right. Well, like a, hey, there's only like one. A... You know what? In my world, there's only one Chelsea Fred. So, and she's from upstairs. Aww. Like the National Enquirer, like shares stories about Roger Stone, and they're not quite weird enough. Like they're not like they're not even Roger Stone s stories. That's how weird Roger Stone is. And nobody really knows what Roger Stone has been doing for the last thirty to forty years. Sexual orientation. Oh no, you're right. Yes. Yeah, but they know that he's been around and uh, that he's a guy that no reputable human being let alone politician or journalist, wants anything to do with. If he called us to be on this podcast, we would say yes, maybe. What we would probably do is we would record the interview and then edit it out and be like, we just talked to the weirdest dude. What he just said would get us all thrown in federal prison. Uh, so weird. He like, did, did you know like the weird nineties like because so so whenever this kind of stuff happens right it all comes out so it's like he's like yeah no he was into weird like sex stuff like him he? and his wife him and his wife used to swing and you're like oh god you can't have that in politics and then you look at what we got and you're like oh shit actually yeah yeah, yeah. you can have a lot of it yeah, yeah Roger can... Stone's swinging boat just came in when this uh, swinging dick just got elected to the White House. I just love this thing. I love everything about. I love that all your friends are in jail, Donnie. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Just some. I mean, this this egg's gonna crack, right? Like, Maybe it's... I don't know. I, I I mean, look. Right now, all the polls are saying that most people blame Donald Trump for the government shutdown. Duh. Uh, but 
you know, here's the thing. His main foe, his main nemesis, Chuck and Nancy, are so unlikable that, you know, one thing Donald Trump is good is is when his back against the, is against the wall is playing the martyr, right? Um, and that almost happened, actually, with uh, – and, and I'm kind of glad we weren't on last week for this other uh, reason because uh, last week the whole news cycle was um, obsessed with – determining whether a 13-year-old with a MAGA hat was racist or not. But Donald Trump turned that into an attack against Donald Trump, and he played the martyr for a second, and he would have gotten away with it if 800,000 federal workers weren't dying on the vine and his best friend wasn't uh, arrested by the feds. It's such a gross dynamic. Like, and that's that's like the storyline. Here's what we should be talking about. Literally, Roger Stone is is on. He's in D.C. on the court, and he's holding up the Trump or the the um, Nixon like peace sign thing. And you're like, you're like, okay, that's news. Like, let's talk about that because that's fucking weird. But like, like two people of like differentiating views yelling at each other at a festival. That's not nationwide news. Right. That 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 is literally nothing. That that happens every day, and it's happened every day forever, and and that is nothing. That's not a story. That is, I'm going to use the word nothing. It really but was. It's like it it's really fucking was. It, it everything. Was two idiots on YouTube. That's it. <sighs> All right, Fred. Well, uh, no, I'm just frustrated. I'm sorry. I it is something to you if you want it to be, but it's not. It's not. You it's know what? Not. You're right. It's not. It I'm going to take you back. Do you remember 2002 or do you remember 1998 or whatever? Elian Gonzalez. Like there's, I mean, every so often there's a story that is just fucking nothing. Like in, and, and it's like every day now. It's right. not, I mean, this is like, and like I'm not trying to be. Out, it usually turns out in this, uh, in, in this uh, Covington Catholic story that uh, I wasn't planning on talking about that Go ahead. all sides were assholes. Everyone was just an asshole to a no. different extent. Can't believe that. Right, the black nationalists—they uh, were—they na- were assholes picking on these uh, the, the, these high school kids. These high school kids were assholes. Uh, their chaperone was an asshole for allowing them to retaliate, and then this uh, Earl Phillips guy was an asshole going up to these kids, and then that kid I- was an asshole for sitting there smirking and uh, laughing at the Native American guy. Okay, I'm sorry, Fred. I have never in the wild seen. A make America great again hat. That's true. I I don't think I've ever uh, outside outside of a rally on TV or maybe someone protesting. Uh, yeah, I've never been at my local diner and seen an Amer- make America great again hat, Fred. You're never correct. not I one agree. time. It's it's the craziest shit to me. I I want. All right, do you have like a pop up Halloween costume stores like at Halloween? Yes. Okay. Spirit Halloween and uh, yeah yeah yes. oh, that's the one we have. Cool. So like. Th- there you can get one there because it's it's ironic it's a it's a costume like you can get that it's a character but like yes i have never unironically seen anyone wear a make america great again hat that's i don't know how that applies i don't know if that means anything to you but what i'm saying is I walked the earth a little. I literally, I just went to the Royal Rumble where there are fifty thousand people shoved inside a venue of all of all credos and races and ethnicities and sexual orientations and and uh, money and and age and all those things that you look and not a single fucking one. Like there are there are no one wears them. Yeah, I mean you're right, Fred. I mean, you know, 
make of that what you will, and uh, maybe it's nothing to make of it, but uh, you're spot on. I've never, uh, I've never outside of a television camera or a face or an or a social media post where someone was trying to stir up some kind of reaction. I have never seen in person a MAGA hat. Kind of weird. That's all. It's just kind of weird. Well, that'll do it for this. Uh, yeah, was, we're condensed. We're condensed today because we're up. That's God, my fault again. That's I'm so not, sorry. It's not. Look, you got things going on, and we, we can't explain it all in the time that we have here. So uh, uh, we'll be back next week probably with a full hour. If not, uh, <laughs> you'll take what you get, okay? You'll take what you get. Get off front of that. Good job, everyone. GG. Thanks for listening, Pauls. Bye.